And you know, you want to know the story as to why I don't swim well? Sure don't, but I sure I'm going to hear it. I bet you're going to. So, all right. Picture this. A young Chris, about five years old, six years old. Mother signs her up for swimming lessons. Oh, baby. You know, we lived in a condo place, had a swimming pool, had these lifeguards. They were college guys. One was really cute. His name was Brett. Of course it was. I I still remember his name. How old am I? We don't. Anyway. And I took two years of swimming with him. And I remember he was so kind during our swimming test because I had a loose tooth. And I was afraid that it would come out while I was doing, I think it was, was it? (laughs) I think we had to float on our back, but I was afraid. So he let me do the dead man's float. I, I'm so- <laughs> so- Wait, but- whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're bombarding me with information. So, okay. So most people, when they're in swimming lessons, they're afraid of like, you know, hypothermia, drowning. I was and six. Your issue was this loose tooth. I had a loose tooth and I didn't want to lose it nor swallow it. <laughs> Because not going to get cash for a swallowed tooth. So I remember he was very, he was very kind. He was always a super sweet kid. And he, man's yes, that's the one where you on your stomach and you have to stop every now and then to breathe again. But wouldn't that like, like heighten the chances of like, I would think that being on your back would be a sure well, way it didn't feel to like avoid it. the tooth. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, you were afraid of swallowing it. But then the right. flip side is that you, if you literally like flip over and do the dead man's float, your mouth is just bound to open and that tooth is going to fall you know out. What? It was a pool, not the Atlantic Ocean. He probably would have swam in it and tried to find it for me before it got swept into the, you know, vacuum thing. But, <laughs> you know, nonetheless, it's so older. two years of swimming lessons with him, again, quite young, so not super strong at it, but then he left. He finished college. I didn't like the guy. He wasn't as mm. cute. Mm. Yeah. And I good, didn't good like it. He... He was a little boisterous, so I, I was kind of a shy kid. So I didn't really want – I refused to take swimming lessons with him. So that was it. So how are you, Deb? So I, I have a I have an issue as well. Um, I have what you might call like a paper cut, <gasps> but there was no paper involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I no, no. Understand. And it, I, now, this is nothing compared to jamming a pin underneath your uh, oh. fingernail at a race, right? Of course not. Nobody can top <laughs> that. I mean, that's just – Anything, I could be hospitalized, knock on wood, and nothing will ever compare to that experience. And you ran up that hill. Glad you understand. (laughs) So I was opening, it wasn't a can, Mm -hmm. but it was a good segue into this. Okay. Unrelated topic. Yeah. Time will tell. And so I think it was like like a cottage cheese container. So it was plastic, but God, plastic is hard. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It's like razor sharp. Well, now wait a minute. We have two aspects of this cottage cheese. (laughs) <laughs> besides the cottage cheese you've got the plastic <laughs> container right yes and exactly. you've got the foil top now the there foil top could also cut you so what do you think happened but it, look you've got you've got the plastic container you've mm-hmm. got i mean i'm not even thinking about the cottage cheese at this point it's oh like, no, no no way no. past the cottage cheese you've got the plastic container you've got the foil absolutely right with that little nobule mm-hmm. thing that you can tear it back on and then you've got another plastic forgot top. about the plastic top that's correct yeah it's, wow it's, it's a, a, a it's a war a painful, zone. It's a painful <laughs> death just waiting to happen. Yep. It really makes you rethink um, your whole your cheese choices. Never mind the fact <laughs> that you chose cottage cheese. <laughs> okay, I like cottage cheese, um, but that's a whole other story. So I open it uh-huh. and I and I I feel the tear in my thumb in my right thumb. This is <gasps> you're gonna remember this for afterwards. Mm-hmm. Thirty seconds from now. Um, <laughs> 
But okay, so I could see that it like made a cut, but it wasn't bleeding too. It was just a teeny bit. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm pretty sure I can live with this. So I went on about my day, Chris, because I can't let a cottage cheese cut get me down. I mean, imagine- You're a trooper. You I are know. a trooper. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I didn't run up a mountain, but I got on with my day and my days are challenging. They are. Even, they are. They are. They are like climbing a mountain. They really, they are. Thank you for recognizing that because I think you're the only one who does. So I'm going about my business. My thumb is, thank the Lord, functional. <laughs> Both of them. No, uh, no arteries cut there. <laughs> Nothing. I'm using the space bar. I'm like spacing like a maniac. And then like two days later, my thumb is like, remember in the cartoons how when something was really hurt, there would like be a bump on someone's head. It'd be like, like red and like throbbing and normally a few hairs on there, but that's Mm -hmm. because it was on the head, not on your thumb. Correct. Uh, I don't have a hairy thumb. Would be a whole different issue. (laughs) Knowing me, I would have a hairy thumb. I don't have a hairy thumb. Um, It hurts so much because you you use your effing thumb for everything. You do, especially your right one. Exactly. If you picked up hitchhiking, there would be one more thing you'd use your thumb for. (laughs) I don't well, recommend least, it though. I've never hitchhiked, but now that I've got this big red hairy <laughs> throbbing, throbbing thumb, thumb <laughs> people will either be freaked out and they will like go faster to pass me or they'll be like, wow, it's a girl with a big fat red hairy <laughs> And it's throbbing. throbbing. Yes. <laughs> so I just want, I, what I'm really looking for here because you're clearly not getting it is that um, here I am. With my episode ready. Oh, it's. I thought this was going to be a big, long excuse as to why it wasn't done. <laughs> that would be me to a T. Absolutely. Um, you know, you said Monday. We're doing Monday. So yes. I, despite the throbbing in my Obvious thumb, trauma in your life. <laughs> thank you that nobody will pity me for. Even I pity though I, you. I purposely didn't put a Band-Aid on. Well, sometimes I put a Band-Aid on so people will be like, oh, what happened to your thumb? And then sometimes I don't because I just want people to see the actual the gore. The, oh, the blood, I know. I bath. can see from here it is ugly. Thank you. Uh, that's what, Wow. You want me to put it? There it is. I'm putting it closer to that, the... Oh, yeah. It, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, how, how are you going on? Do you need bed rest? Do we need to do this tomorrow? Uh, do you want me to just take over? Hold up your notes me, to the screen. Don't give me an out because I will <laughs> I will be gone. No, I am just, I want to show people like this is another thing I want to talk about. You know how I give off this air of being just so together <laughs> and, well, and so demure. How uh, I make well, every, every, <laughs> how I make everything look effortless. Well, I think to the untrained eye. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. I don't know if I can go with it anymore, but at one point in time, I <laughs> did think seen... you had it all together. I still <laughs> think you do. I have to be honest. I think you do very good. You're very, you get a lot done. You do a lot of things and you still oh. manage to show up with a smile. You're an angel. I can say this. You're doing great because we're coming up on a year of doing this. Oh, oh the my. people are just so lucky out oh, there. I tell boy. you, their lives have changed in the past year. Yeah. <laughs> All I can say is you're welcome. Uh, in the great yeah. words of The Rock during <laughs> the rock during that Moana, we no, no, right? <laughs> during Moana, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if you have any more in the intro, but that was um, almost. I haven't done any way. of it yet. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> silence to me. Last week I mentioned. See, I'm see how I did this. I remembered yeah. what I said last week. I, I mentioned this, oh, uh, this movie, this documentary about this Canadian farmer and his fight against Monsanto. Monsanto. Right. Yes. Right. I mean, everybody should care about Monsanto, but I won't get into that. Maybe All I'll right. do an episode one day, but it would take 
forever. The oh company God. just is so angry. Anyway, wow. this documentary is from 2009 and it's called mm-hmm. David versus Monsanto. Okay. It is really good. I don't remember where I found it. Look on all the things. Tubi, Tubi probably has it, but YouTube okay. might. Um, okay. I think I watched it on Prime, Amazon Prime. Wait, look for it anyway. Okay. It's really good. So basically this really kind farmer, Percy Schmeiser, Excuse me. Yeah. This is just redundant because from you know, he's Canadian, so obviously he's kind. Why are you filling our time with useless redundant information? I just like to remind people how kind Canadians are. Oh damn, now I feel bad. Do you, you see should. how aggressive I was? You anyway. were. So I don't see again that whole yeah. Canadian thing that you <sighs> don't fit the bill sometimes. I still haven't got my passport back. Okay, go. So this really, I mean, you're going to love Percy if you see this. You really should see it. He gets sued by Monsanto because their GMO seeds blew into his fields that he never wanted those seeds. He had told them, no, I don't want to buy your seeds. But because they blow in there, they they say that those are Monsanto's crops and he needs to pay them. So... Basically, oh this movie shows how he, you know, he didn't want it. And these threatening, intimidating uh, tactics that Monsanto used with all these farmers and all these court battles they had to go to what? and everything else. How, yeah, and it was in Can- Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, well mm-hmm. said. If I remember correctly. Yes. So anyway, I was looking for the title of the movie and this other one just kept coming up. I'm like, that is not the title. Yeah. Uh, it, it's called Percy versus Goliath. I'm like, did they change it because... It, you know, now they, you, you know, sometimes it comes from Canada's one name and they flip it to a different name in the yeah. U.S. <laughs> no, evidently back in 2020, they made a movie starring um, Christopher Walken as Percy. What? Yeah, That's I haven't. Huge. I have to be honest. I haven't seen it. And I, I will recommend the documentary because movies tend to. Like yeah. dramatize, dramatize uh, and Hollywoodize. Yeah, they flourish it. And I, the documentary is very good on its own. So mm-hmm. if you want to see, it, watch the documentary first, yeah. and then maybe watch the movie. But I can't. So, I don't even remember the name of the David, title. But okay, no, <laughs> David okay. versus Monsanto, the documentary from two thousand and nine. Okay, David and Percy and Monsanto. Okay, got it. I think now, on to something far more important. Oh boy. The Invisible Ink. Oh, <laughs> look at you tying all of our episodes together. God. If anyone remembers one slight comment that was made, <laughs> is that when I was a kid, I remember something about Invisible Ink. And I remember we used lemon juice. It was a long time ago. I My mother has passed, so I couldn't ask her. Oh. She wouldn't remember anyway. It was seriously, it was like a one-time shot deal. And like, I was probably yeah. like, about the time that I quit swimming. <laughs> it was something in Better Home. I think it was like Maybe something in Better Homes and Gardens or something. Maybe that's why your teeth were falling up because you were, you said it was on the back of a, of a cereal <laughs> carton. If it was Fruit Loops, your teeth are like. Gone. I know, it probably was. It could have come out of like Good Housekeeping magazine. My mother always had a copy of that and sometimes they had something. Cereal box, Good Helping. Good yeah, it was magazine. classic 70s stuff. Yeah. Anyway, now I do remember Lemon be invo- being involved, but that's mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. a quick Google refreshed my memory <laughs> evidently i'm not wrong um there's several recipes but one recipe did use lemon juice um mm-hmm. but this version is evidently not the best if you're going to be passing secret messages mm-hmm. so the lemon juice is very simple squeeze a lemon <laughs> i'll okay. squeeze your lemon <laughs> deb <laughs> focus it's like the cans and the lemons <laughs> what is wrong with me anyway so you're gonna squeeze a lemon 
<laughs> and you're gonna pick a Q-tip or a paintbrush and write on a piece of paper with it. Okay. Let it dry, and voila, you've got a secret message. Now there is one little. If you want to read this message, <laughs> that's a key component. Yes, there's a problem. You need a heat source. Now they say this is for kids, but obviously, adults you can write secret messages to each other too. It's fine. Okay. Um, but you need a heat source, and it could be a light bulb, could be an open flame, could be a hair dryer. <laughs> Any of those things. Um, but evidently, you're going to be standing at that heat source for over 20 minutes trying to get this to come out. And it doesn't always work. <laughs> so well, you could yeah. set your house on fire trying to read your secret message. Just saying. I was going to say, yeah, I think that I remember in the 70s, parents were very big on encouraging their kids to have um, open flames in the house. Well, yes. yes and, but- and then to take paper that they had written on with lemon juice and hold <laughs> that paper over that over flammable. It, over it, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Times have oh, changed, yeah. but back then it was fine. Yeah. Was um, totally some fine. people have even resorted to putting it in the oven, like <laughs> paper in the Sorry. oven <laughs> and bake it to try to get the message come out. And it doesn't seem to always work. So evidently this is not it. But what they're saying is method number two. Now get a pen. An invisible one. <laughs> you're going to take a half a cup of water and a tablespoon of baking soda and you're going to mix it together. Okay. Water, Once again, you'll pick. Baking, okay. Yeah. Half a cup of water, one tablespoon baking soda. Soda. Now, use your instrument of choice, whether it be a (laughs) Q-tip or a paintbrush. (laughs) Write your message and let it dry for 15 minutes or so. Now, you want to see that message, don't you? Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, we have your reagent ready. (gasps) You're going to take a half a cup of rubbing alcohol and a teaspoon of turmeric. A teaspoon of sugar helps the message. There's no sugar involved. Focus. (laughs) Now, this is I, important. Okay. Well, stop screaming. God. Well, I'm you're listening. not listening. And well, you're not taking notes. Singing. I'm not What if notes. I want a secret message from you? Oh, you will get a what secret if- message. I will squeeze your lemons and you will believe me. <laughs> it doesn't me. You will, work. You'll it doesn't get the work. message. Okay. I don't know if I you, will. <laughs> I will need a heat source. <laughs> I will rub you. Oh, there will be heat, my friend. Uh, I will rub you with baking soda. Just, just so you know. Anyway. Okay. That what, sounds okay. horrific. Yeah. <laughs> sounds cleansing okay potatoes potatoes all right so what what's the reagent again oh gc half a cup of rubbing alcohol a spoonful (laughs) and a half a teaspoon no a full teaspoon of uh turmeric oh now use a paintbrush and you paint over the paper with this and boom your message comes up there is a small note however keep in mind turmeric stains so you'll want to put down a bunch of papers before you do you message? And if you're a particularly like clumsy person, maybe wear an apron or some old clothes. <laughs> so that's no. it. You're welcome, everybody. There's okay. Your- <laughs> oh, I I loved it. Um, that I really think we can wrap this episode up. I think I think so. I think we're done. Okay. Well, let's just go with it. All right. And um, I hope and we'll see. Let's see. But I do have to go to a theater premiere. Well, then you better <laughs> hustle your little I ass. Hustle my ass. But I do have to say, does, doesn't it sound kind of like? cultured when you say i'm going to a theater premiere i've never been it i haven't stepped does. Foot in the it theater. Sounds really posh. <laughs> i know and we've even got like um invitations <gasps> i know do you know who you're doing a podcast with you don't even know you have no clue i have no clue you know what i'm doing later <laughs> what editing the podcast <laughs> okay well actually i'm not a huge so enjoy enjoy your theater <laughs> while i'm working it's okay, okay. 
Well, depending on, I'm not a huge theater person, so I'm just going to pretend I am today. Um, so I might actually be begging to be in your shoes about an hour <laughs> into the show. So it anyway, really does depend what you see. It really does. I will let you know. So mm-hmm. listen up. I am listening. All right. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt our fascinating podcast, but we need to tell you about a great new app we found. It's called Newsly. Newsly is a new all-in-one audio super app. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean it picks up the top trending articles from all over the web on whatever topics you choose and get this. It reads the article to you in a natural human voice. So basically the whole web is now listenable. That's incredible. Not only for like the general public, but I would think this would be a game changer for those maybe suffering from dyslexia or vision impairment. Right. You can browse articles from any topic you choose, or maybe you just want something specific like tech or Bitcoin, or maybe even the Kardashians. Another great feature is their digital radio. And don't forget podcasts. We're talking trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Oh, did I mention we're on there too? Oh, yes, we are. I know we've made it our go-to app for podcasts. So why don't you? Download Newsly now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description. And if you use promo code LAUGHLEARNED, which will also be in the description so you don't forget, you will get one month free of Newsly Premium. That's www.newsly.me and use promo code LAUGHLEARNED. That's one word. Now, back to our episode. Okay, you remember how any time, which happened once, but any time <laughs> I talk about like math, you get that really oh no <laughs> beautiful glazed over look in your it, eyes, and I it's a lo- it's a look, yeah, it, yeah, it's like you're in and out of what we're doing, kind of yeah. thing. So yeah. okay, so I decided to devote an entire episode not to math per se. Thank you, but <laughs> well. To the origins and some interesting information about numbers. About numbers. Not us. All right. So now we're doing. So it's kind of like a a mishmash. You did 108 before. Yeah. (laughs) Just promise me this doesn't involve algebra. There's a reference to algebra because how can you do. Okay. No, you don't have to do anything. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. You know how you always say, Deb, you didn't bring your pen and your paper. Here's what I'm going to say. Chris, throw your pen and paper in that puddle that is forming on the floor beside you. There is a puddle on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) The mat under here collects it. So every now and then I have to pull it up and wipe it down. There is actually a puddle under my feet. So, okay. I'm sorry about that, but um, uh, no, just so that you can relax. I want you to know that you don't have to do anything. You just have to listen and be, and be you. That's all you have to do. Okay. So I'm a little nervous, but I, I'm going to do this. I'd be very nervous because I'm really bad with math. So I would be talking and not having a clue as to what I'm talking about. The Freemasons was bad enough. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I managed to make a little bit of sense, but all, you know, being serious now, um, there's a lot of information about numbers out there. (laughs) Just, just FYI, anybody wanting to research numbers? Yeah, don't. Don't. It's, uh, <laughs> but I'm getting much better at dodging these rabbit holes. So I think I did an okay job and I just want to stress something that I'm realizing with these episodes that we're doing, I guess it was, anyway, I can't even remember which one it was, but, um, 
like there's always this tendency to say, you know, the Greeks invented that and the Egyptians invented that and the Chinese invented that. And, the, you know, and um, it was all in the Middle Ages. So it was all in the Middle Ages. <laughs> uh, exactly. Just, you know, for simplicity. Um, but what I'm realizing is that so many systems like the writing system, the numerical systems and all that really were developed independently. It's just like one sort of became the dominant, um, you know, method or whatever that we use today. So there's so much more information out there. I'm only going to, you know, sort of scratch the surface. So um, I guess my point is that I'm kind of, I tried to find the origin of the numbers that we use today that are used for the most, well, all over the world almost. Mm-hmm. Um, although <laughs> there's, oh, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on that I've missed. So just so you know. <laughs> I almost said, oh, you mean the Roman numerals? We've passed Roman numerals, right? <laughs> But yet they're in here. Well, no, I know that, but you're like the numbers we use today, and I was going to call yeah. them Roman numerals. All right, I'm I'm hip. We're good. Wow. I, I'm on. I'm yeah. I'm here. <laughs> this does not bode well, but sh- I will <laughs> dig in. All right. So the very first. Oh, and you know something else? Just quickly, I had used a lot of references. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to put references, as you've mentioned many times, and I of course always forget in our episode notes, so that if I miss anybody, we can what? No. Okay, you what? go right ahead because I'm not oh. doing it for you. <laughs> Damn it. She didn't take the beat. Okay. All right. The first numbers, which makes sense, were fingers. Like <laughs> the first thing that people used to count were fingers and tally marks. There is evidence that mainly tally marks. We all know that fingers were established quite a long time ago. Um 42,000, anywhere between 42,000 and 20,000 BC. So it's, yeah, it's like, take your pick. I, you know, some sources were like 20,000, 30,000, 42. I'm like, at this point. It's such a small window of time. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. I tried not to nitpick. So (laughs) neither did Wikipedia. (laughs) Exactly. Oh God. And I was reading something on Wikipedia and it was like, they're, like, it was something to the effect of this information has not been cross-checked. It's basically useless, um, pretty much, you know, <laughs> read something else because anyway, but I carried on. Yes, uh, you, you so believed it and kept going. I, I Well, I, essentially it just, it served me well to just stay there and get my effing episode <laughs> done. But anyway, so there has been evidence that, um, now we're getting serious. Did you see mm-hmm. the tone in my voice? I, I, I feel it. All right. So Labombo and Ishtango bones dating back to 42,000 BC, have been found with notches in them. All right. Yes, they were counting. Now, I know you already know this, but the Labombo and Ishtango bones are baboon fibula. Uh So they weren't just trying to get a piece of meat and kept cutting in the wrong spot and ended up with cutting (laughs) their bones. God damn it. You just, you just, you just annihilated my entire episode. We we (gasps) assume we're counting. Okay. Chris. What? The cut on my thumb is a notch. It's a one. (laughs) It's a one. Look at my thumb counting as five and one. 51. Oh my God. And 51 and 51 is 102, which is really close to 108. So it all works. Go ahead. So I am blessed. Oh, there's no way I'm going to the theater tonight. All right. So, um, so the Labombo, um, evidence or whatever was uh, discovered between South Africa and Eswatini and the Ashtango bone. I mean, a lot of this has been found, but I guess the oldest ones, um, the oldest ones uh, were found in the Congo. Get this. The Labombo bones were found with 29 notches. Thank God I didn't cut my thumb 21, 29 times. That would hurt. 
Oh, that would hurt. Yeah. Mm. But check this out. According to the, sorry, I can't talk. The Universal Book of Mathematics, which was written by David Darling. He's probably um, boring. It probably. And it, I'm, it's like, <laughs> that is his last name. It's not like by David Darling. I'm, I'm getting ready no. for the theater. <laughs> <laughs> David Darling wrote another book. Yeah, I bet sorry. he did. It's all about yeah. mathematics. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, oh my, I, I'm, I'm making myself cringe. <laughs> But no, no, this is serious. Yes. He asserts, we do like David, darling, oh. that women were tracking their lunar cycles, their menstrual cycles. I was going to, you know, laugh you as not, you will. I, no, lying. I wasn't going to say lying. that. I was close. I was going to say, is it a calendar? So similar. <sighs> okay. Similar, but so unrelated. Anyway, <laughs> but okay. It's kind of smart, but anyway, this, is, this mm-hmm. episode is all about me. So yes. they... He says that it's very possible that women were the first mathematicians. Of course they, they were. were. tracking. I know, isn't that incredible? I just think it's so cool. So so there were four tally marks, as we all know, and then the five, the fifth one would come down as a slash, and that would be a bundle because it just got really hard to like count how right. many tally marks there were. So they put them into bundles. Um, and the this is essentially the origin of the number one. Because Yay! it's a tally mark, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that so makes sense. Kind of, it totally makes sense. We didn't need so, him to tell us that, but yes. We didn't, but um, I'm pretty sure I'm the first one who came up with that. I don't think anybody ever made that connection. Uh, oh, probably so, not, no. Yeah, so Debbie Darling. Uh, <laughs> Debbie <laughs> Darling <welcome>. has a one. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, uh, what are they called? Notches or um, you know tally marks have, were also found on cave walls, wood and stone. Probably on those uh, those Stone Age dildos. I hope they do. well maybe maybe <laughs> you never ow that's all I have to say about that maybe that was the first rib for her pleasure <laughs> after notches and tally marks and fingers of course um we went to clay tokens all right which I think again doesn't no big surprise there so as civilization started to form and you'll never guess where the first civilizations <laughs> were <laughs> you know, trace back to, mm. come on, you got China, it. Greece, or e- Egypt. <laughs> Mesopotamia, man. Well, have you been good. listening? Not really. Uh, <laughs> oh, me neither. This is such a shitty podcast. Who would listen to it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm editing out. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So um, as civilizations started to form, uh, particularly in Sumeria, Mesopotamia, that we've talked about many, many times, um, counting and methods uh, for counting and keeping track of things really had to develop because trade was starting to develop. This was sort of in the 10th and 9th century BC, which of course we all know was the Bronze Age. Duh. So I know. So I was like totally redundant. I didn't even have to say that. Not really. um, so, you know, um, People started to trade you know, livestock and whatnot, so they need to be able to keep count of it or to keep track of this. So clay coins mm-hmm. were kept in pouches, which I also read weren't pouches at all. They were actually <laughs> hollow balls. And I think, oh. well, yeah, because I think that a good ball-shaped wallet is really what we all need. It's really convenient. <laughs> it really is. And especially when it's made out of clay, it's like you right. just have to break it open every well, time you need to go on the bus and then put it back together. Was it made out of clay or was it like, not necessarily coconut, but something like that? Like, No, it was made out of clay. Oh. It was made out of clay. And it was called a, a B-U-L-L-A-E, bullae, bullae. I'm not sure. I could have looked that up, but I didn't. Okay. Um, so 
they started to realize, okay, why should we count the coins in the bulle? I'm that's what I'm going to call it. Um, you know, why don't we just write the number of coins? that are in the pouch or the ball on the outside so that we don't have to bother opening up our, let's say, wallet. Um, but then they were like, so essentially the coins became kind of obsolete because they're like, well, why don't we just write it on the outside of the ball? Yeah, Obviously, we could have told them that. What? So as I said, they started writing, you know, that there were so many coins or whatever in this ball. Um, but then I know this is really shocking and hard to believe. People would lie, Chris. They no. Would, yes, Chris. Humans lied way yes. back then? Yes. yes. And, and merchants of all people. No. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. I almost <sighs> had to put the whole, I had to scrap the whole episode. I was like, no, no, really? I, I, I can't get on board with this. So <sighs> mm-hmm. because people could lie, a yep. secret group Oh, I know, right? Into the secret groups. (laughs) I knew that would get you. Um, Who were essentially the first accountants were established to put a seal, to check everybody's pouches and put a seal on the outside saying that, yes, indeed, this pouch contains 10, uh, what are they called, tokens or 11 or whatever. So really your pouch was only (laughs) as good as the accountant's seal on it. Isn't that amazing? Oh, that is crazy. I just don't understand the... I, I'm a little lost. Well, okay. I think that what I have to say next is going to clear that up for okay. you because I see you I see you struggling and I want to. I want the pain to end for you, Chris. Thank you because I'm I want, really, really, really struggling. I will. But this is exactly what happened, you see, because what you're thinking is this is redundant. Why do you have clay you know, tokens and the pouch? It's like now that you know what's going on inside the pouch, on the outside of the pouch, what do you need the insides of the pouch for? That's what you're trying to say. And what the hell do you even need the clay pouch and coins for? Well, I think you need one or the other. Otherwise, you got nothing. Right? Aren't they nothing anyway? (laughs) I guess. That is deep. I I just, I don't know. Like, what were the coins used for? They're just dried clay. Everybody used them everywhere. So what was the point? I can just make more. I don't get it. (laughs) You see, you see what you, you are so smart. Uh, like you're looking like I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so like bewildered. I don't understand it. When really you're asking the smartest question on the entire planet. <laughs> See. <laughs> so essentially but- what happened was, sorry to interrupt you. What happened was they would say, okay, I have a pouch with seven tokens and I want to buy that cow and that cow costs two tokens. So I'm going to subtract two tokens. Like I'm going to, you know, minus Mm -hmm. one, one, uh, on my pouch. And therefore I only have five tokens now. And essentially that was the beginning of arithmetic, adding and subtracting. Oh, okay. Well, you don't sound as excited as I thought you'd be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, math doesn't excite me. Although I, I, okay. I can see where that was the beginning of that. I guess I, I guess I just didn't, but I suppose, um, okay. I get it. Okay. Okay. I think think what, what I'm getting at is going to, um, excite me. Oh boy, is it. Um, So uh, this is a teeny tiny aside. So right until now, all we're really talking about is counting. Mm -hmm. But the Egyptians took it a step further. Of course they did. Of course (laughs) they did. Because that's what Egyptians do. Yes. (laughs) So That's right. That's right. So they're like, well, I wonder if we could use these numbers to measure stuff. Because haven't you ever wondered, don't you wake up in the morning wondering like how the hell did they make those pyramids so perfectly? And how did the Greeks, you know, make the Acropolis? And how did uh, China build the Great Wall of China and all this stuff? Somebody had to create measuring, Chris. Someone had to do it. No, aliens. Oh. <gasps> aliens. 
They did the pyramids, didn't they? God, <laughs> you just blew a hole through my entire thing. You never heard that before? Yeah, I have. All right. All, all I <laughs> like know... You seriously never heard that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have heard that. Um, all I know is that there's a pyramid on the back of the dollar bill um, <sighs> that is very symbolic. I just don't even think we should go down this road because... We can't go down there now. Yeah. That's okay. No, we can't go down there for fear. For the well, fear. Well, that too. And yes, we cannot discuss too many things. So okay. continue. So let's just All right. Continue. So wow. we've got the beginning of arithmetic was taking yes. our tokens away. Which That's was right. Attraction or somebody getting them, they added two more to their bag. So they no oh. longer. But oh boy. did they have a name for these numbers yet? I don't. I mean, I'm sure they said something, but I don't know what they were. Okay. What, the, what the name was. I mean, there okay. are all sorts of like Arabic numerals, uh, Chinese numerals, Aztec numerals. So, but all I just, these people kind of come up with the same idea. Yeah, like yes, exactly. Okay. But anyway, stop interrupting. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> no, 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 because you're making me feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the problem is, is I'm going beyond actual just math. I need to stay in the math. I need to say in the numbers realm. I keep going, kind of getting off it. Well, that's what happened numbers. to me. No, yes. no, you're absolutely right because that's the way my, my mind works too. But I was like, no, I'll never get this done if I don't stay focused. So I did. Hi, I'm Graham. Sarah. And Michaela. And we're the host of the Chime In Podcast. We cover... Unsolved Mysteries. True Crime. And the Fascinating. So bring us on your next road trip. Search for Chime In Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so numbers go now. Listen to this. The mm -hmm. Egyptians were like, "Well, wait a second. Let's 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 measure." So they established the cubit. I understand that the cubit is probably like the first brick because it wasn't like a linear measurement. It was like okay. a three-dimensional measurement. So listen to this. Mm -hmm. uh, you might actually want to take a note of this because it could be useful to you in your life. In I have general. to edit it and I'll hear it again. All right. Listen, mm -hmm. the cubit was the length of a man's forearm <laughs> from the elbow to the fingertips oh. by, because we're talking three-dimensional now, the width of his palm, which, I mean, thank God all men were built the exact, exactly the exactly, same. Exactly. Exactly. Did what, you maybe know? Maybe the aliens. What? They're did you not. know that if you do this. Chris, we can't see you. All right. You take your foot and you yeah. put it, your toes here in the back, heel here, and it's the same size. Really? Oh, I have to do that right <laughs> now. All of our listeners. Okay. So just dig your heel. <laughs> I, oh, put I your heel where your My elbow is. Okay. Really? That's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the length of your, it's the, your shoe size. Okay, it's easy for people who don't have arthritis <laughs> through their entire bodies. So, so I'll just believe you. That's very cool, though. That's very interesting. That's a cubit. You know what else I learned today? <laughs> that you you learned that today? No, I've known that for a long time. Uh -huh. But if you take your right foot <laughs> and you start twirling it clockwise, no, no, start doing it. Start doing it. You, your right foot. Start yeah. at your ankle. Start moving your foot yeah. clockwise. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now with your hand, draw the number six and see what happens to your foot. I'm oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I did it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, your foot just automatically changes direction. That's oh my god. Yeah, that's like, like patting on your head and like rubbing no, no, your but tummy. I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose you really concentrate, but if without thinking, yeah, that's I just that was I learned that yesterday. Okay. <laughs> 
sorry. Numbers. You put all my research to shame. I mean, you just blew. That's all anybody's going to remember from this episode. <laughs> focus, Christy. Uh, yes. Focus. No, focus Deb. Um, so the, they made, I guess they didn't make bricks, but they made cubit sticks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that rhymed. Oh, I like Aww. when I rhyme. I know, right? Um, and they were so sacred that they were ordained and kept in the temple. Oh, that's, that's crazy. I know, but it's true because Wikipedia said so. I believe it. The one that had no references. <laughs> um, but listen but to it this. it makes sense. But yeah. But yet, couldn't they make another one? I mean, every man was made exactly the same. Couldn't they whip out a few of them? Well, and I'm thinking, <clears throat> since I assume that all the laborers were men, why did they even need a stick? They're just like, okay, I'm putting my forearm down. Boop, boop, Build. Done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like what the, I just really think it was redundant. Redundancy seems to be the the, the, theme, the theme running through this episode. Yes. It's math. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I just spat all over everybody. Sorry. So listen, um, the Egyptians now, as I said, things were developed independently, but um, the Egyptians invented symbols for numbers. So one, unsurprisingly, was a line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ten was a rope. Oh, that seems mm-hmm. convenient to make. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. Or yeah, or like yeah. drawing it on. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, you haven't heard anything yet. The 100 was a coiled rope. Oh, so you need Ooh. to be an artist to count. Exactly. Exactly. And you're when you're using your arm and your forearm to measure, who the hell has time to be drawing? I know. We, well, right? we don't know if the pencil was invented. We assume we're drawing in the Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, God, you are so brilliant. Check this out. I like this. 1,000 was a water lily. Oh, how pretty and yet how inconvenient to draw. I know. I can't even draw like a stick man. No. (laughs) That's why I would be poor. Yeah. But okay, listen to this. The 1 million was a prisoner begging for forgiveness on on their knees, I'm not done, with their hands upraised in a posture of humility. That was the picture And I'm like, okay, so if in the picture with my drawing skills, he doesn't look very humble, mm-hmm. does that mean I have like 900,000 and not a million? Like if you're a yeah. bit off. You, the, it could mean that. I you know. I know. I, I don't know. But boy, I would have been poor. Oh, or boy. Or yeah. not know it. I guess. I just think that this is like favoritism. Like, I mean, I think like I love artists. I mean, clearly I'm going to the theater, so I'm clearly a very artsy person. Obviously. <laughs> but I feel like they're getting an advantage when they can draw all those stuff, all those stuff. You know, if you stop and think about their writing anyway, there was all hieroglyphics. It was all pictures. I mean, everybody was an artist True. back then. You know, they oh, didn't, God, there was nothing yeah. simple back then. Everything was all these ornate pictures. So I am actually in hindsight, not very surprised that I need okay. to draw a prisoner, right? a humble prisoner, yes. throwing up his arms in the jail cell in defeat. Yeah, I don't think they had jailed yet, but yes, exactly. Yes. So anyway, um, it like started to become a little bit cumbersome though. Like if you wanted to write like, (laughs) no doubt. Um, Yeah. Like if you wanted to write, you know, 500, you had to do like five, um, you know, coiled ropes, five coiled ropes, four (laughs) water lilies and a humble prisoner begging for forgiveness. Sorry. Please edit that out. Please stop singing. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I'll get pulled up on stage tonight. I think you're just so excited over going to the theater. I that guess. You just can't hold it in. But if you don't continue, you're not going. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, good point. So this gets back to um, you being like, okay, what's the point of the clay, um, you know, tokens and the pouch and the accountants and all this stuff? They're like, you know what? 
scratch all that. It is redundant. We oh, know good. because yeah. So this is when tablets, not tablets, like you know, the tablets. The tablet would have been far more, an iPad <laughs> would have been much more convenient. <laughs> I started scribbling like coiled ropes on it. <laughs> exactly. um, so in about three thousand, all of this gave way to uh, tablets. Uh, because it was, as I said, redundant and it was essentially the beginning of writing on tablets, which we've talked about a little bit about the origins of writing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, writing or counting on tablets predated writing on tablets. So. Wait a minute. What? So the Flintstones. (laughs) Yeah. I was about to sing the theme song. What's wrong with me? Yes. The Flintstones. Are they not? accurate in their portrayal of the caveman because they yes. were they chiseled into tablets yes it's kind of like the episode we did which you researched on um how the simpsons did all the predictions no that's actually so wrong what that I'm has saying. nothing to do with zero the to do with, at all no we because, mentioned the yeah. flintstones last week in the loyal yes. water of water of buffaloes water buffaloes but oh Sorry. Yes. <laughs> well, no, it just, I woke up one morning after we did that episode and I, the word, um, the grand Pumba. Oh no, Pumba. Pumba, the grand Pumba, right. Yep. Came to my mind. That was the <laughs> grandmaster flash. Right. right. Of the, <laughs> of the, uh, water, uh, water buffalo lodge. Yes. <laughs> I wonder and what you know the what? water buffalo meant in numbers. What? And if you think about actually happy days, don't you remember, um, Mr. Cunningham? Oh uh, yeah, to go to a, he used to go to a lodge <gasps> too. Remember right. that just came to me. Okay, yeah, we but are so back to Hanna Barbera and their inaccuracies in the Flintstones. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Okay, I still have like about seven pages to go, but yeah, go. That's much less than what I usually have. Oh look, almost on an hour. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh boy. So so. Again, the timing is there's like stuff all over the place, but I just want to mention a little bit about the abacus because it's about uh, it was all also around this time around 3000 BC um, when the abacus was developed. Again, it was developed independently, but I'm going to focus on the Sumerians, of course, the Mesopotamian society. Who wouldn't? I know they're just I yeah I just I I just gravitate to them. I so. know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> but honestly, you could do not only an episode about the abacus, you could do a whole podcast about the abacus. There's so much information. When you out say there. that, oh, your boy. words are you could. I won't. Let me inform you. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that to you. I promise. I wouldn't Thank do that you. to my brain either. <laughs> but it's actually pretty fascinating. So um, as again, the society was you know, thriving, economy was thriving, they need to come up with, they needed to come up with even, you know, more advanced ways of uh, counting uh, in order to keep track of that. So uh, the abacus is the first known computing device. And remember how we talked about in an episode about how the Egyptians used the sexagesimal system? Like instead of counting in tens, they counted in sixties, which is why yes. we have 60 minutes, 60 seconds, 360 degrees, 180 degrees and all that stuff. Um, so they created uh, the abacus with five columns. And the first column was the very logical number of 3,600. <laughs> Yeah, as if my brain wasn't messed up enough <laughs> at this point. And then the next column was 600, and then the of next course. column was 60, and then 10, and then Back 1. Back to the sixes. <laughs> exactly. So, for instance, it's, okay, I'll get to this later, but yeah, like if you had, 
like uh, one, you would have one little, what's it called? Uh, bead, bead over on the right. But uh-huh. if you wanted to make that into an 11, you would have one 10 bead and one one bead in different columns. You see what I'm saying? It's really brilliant. Well, that I get. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. So, but you said, oh, there was a column with one? One, 10, 60, Oh, I missed 600. the 10 in there. That's why. I, yeah. I thought it went from 60 to one. No, it's 60, 10, one. Okay. Now it makes yeah. sense. Okay. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so very cool. And in fact, I did read somewhere, I didn't write it down that there are still like abacus calculating contests held to this day, which is kind of cool. Um, really? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not Sorry, like the really, theater. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is, Chris. Come on. At least pretend it is. <laughs> it probably is to David. Darling. Darling, yeah. I was going to say Boucher, but he was a, a radio guy. <laughs> this is David <laughs> Allen Boucher. <laughs> oh, Remember him? Um, no, of course not, Chris. I don't know anything. Oh, oh well, maybe Canada didn't have a David Allen Boucher. Oh, but everybody in the US, it. anyone in my age group knows David <laughs> Allen Boucher. <laughs> I feel like I know that name, but don't, like, please don't insult the rest of Canada by... <laughs> Like me not knowing something is not representative of the rest of Canada. It's a dead thing. It's such a tiny community. (laughs) I know. (laughs) They're all my neighbors. Anyway, (laughs) moving right along. So I don't know what the Sumerians called the abacus, but uh, abacus, the word as we know it now, is taken from the Greek word abax, which means something without a base. Um, a slab or a tablet. I didn't really like that, so I just don't want to like. Stay it sounded there like they didn't long. believe in it. I know it's like a. Yeah, it's something with absolutely no basis to it. Yeah, <laughs> well, they mean like a slab without like the four legs of a table to support it. Like there's no I, base. Again, yeah. it sounds like it doesn't support the whole idea of the abacus. I know it's really that could be <laughs> which what, is maybe odd <laughs> because the Greeks would support math, but it seems to me that. That sounds like, wow, we don't support this crap. Maybe <laughs> maybe the joke's on us. I, I mean, maybe they were like, we're going to put this out there, like pi equals 3.14, yeah. but see, let's, like, we're going to mess them up for the rest of eternity. Let's see if there's any nibbles on that and if they yeah. to keep it. <laughs> Ooh, nibbles. I'm hungry. I hope they have popcorn at the theater. <laughs> totally kidding. Right. No, you're not. <laughs> Imagine it be crunching there in like... <sighs> that would be Deb. Right. <laughs> it totally would be Deb. All right. So abacuses were used in Greece, Egypt, Rome, China, India, Japan, Korea, Russia, Native America. But in Native America, it was very cool. You can Google this. Um, It wasn't five columns. It was like five knotted ropes. So very- I think I've seen that. Well, because I grew up in Massachusetts. Uh-huh. And we have Native American like museum scenes and oh, stuff like that. So okay. I really think I knew that. Well, actually, Ottawa has um, the Museum of Civilization. It's probably full of knotted robes. And of course, I never um, <laughs> noticed them. So you are so going this to start new- hitting some museums with me. I there. really am. No, no, I, I think really now am. you're going to start to appreciate them. Oh, that's actually no, no, that's totally true for sure. Oh, because there were pictures also of these like clay balls that never made it as wallets, which I think was a total opportunity missed. But anyway, yeah, it it was very cool. So anyway, let's keep moving along. So Mm -hmm. this is what kind of freaked me out. The abacus was, for me at least, unbelievably used until the 17th century. That's not that long ago. I know. That's 1600s, right? 17th century, 1600s. Really? Well, I'm going to put a question mark. Okay, well, I get it. If you told me 18th century, like, yeah, if you told me it was more like like the late 17s, early 1800s, I'd be like, really, nothing else by then. But no, I can. That's 
kind of far back. I would say yes, I could see that. I guess. And here's what happened. This is what I'm going to get into now. Like how, okay, let me just, I'm trying to think of how to get into this. Just before I, I get to the rest of it, um, abacuses are still used in shops, some shops in China and uh, Chinatowns in North America. And the abacus, how to count using the abacus is still taught in Asian schools in the East oh. and the West. Uh, cool. I, I'm sorry. They're what? still used in shops? Oh, shops, like not like 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 what's it called? Um, like traditional shops, like like a, a small shop you would find, like not in. You stores. know damn well those people have their computer underneath the counter punching it all out, right? And they're like, oh, one, yeah. two, three. <laughs> That's yes. such a Deb and Chris thing. <laughs> like, who the hell is truly using an abacus to this point? Come uh, on. Yeah, well, no, but probably like in a very remote, you know, village or something like that. So the point is that they're still sort. Okay, fine, whatever. So before I get to the next big part, Roman numerals, um, they were developed in around 1000 BC and they became, again, cumbersome, like the, <laughs> the Egyptian symbols and the abacus. Um, and zero is the only number that is not represented by Roman numerals. Okay. Oh, oh, they, oh so, well, no, I guess they don't because like right. X is 10. Exactly. Or 50 is one of those. X is 10 and yeah, like okay, is five. let's let v is one five is one. and one is one. So, you know, normally to subtract something, you put a one before it, like, you know, V with a one before it is four, but you right, can't right. put a one before a one to make a zero. No. My no. brain's exploding. How's no. yours? Yeah. No, mine's fine. Mine's fine. No, that makes uh, sense. The, I, I can see that there is no zero because the zero part is represented elsewhere. So exactly. there is no numbers in, in math. Yeah. In simple math, the zero doesn't matter, technically. By itself, you know, yeah. yes. by itself, to subtract, you're not going to do minus zero. I mean, zero. Uh, you know that. So you could get away yeah. with. Yeah. You're so right. And you're so exactly on to the next part, which is kind of the exciting part. Oh, um, I'm waiting. Yes. And there's stuff about zero coming up. So just hold <gasps> that thought. So. All of these systems were, you know, brilliant and like served the purpose and whatnot, but the system as we know it today is called the Hindu Arabic numeral system. And it just is, rolls, doesn't it? It really does. It rocks and rolls, actually. No. <laughs> um, I meant rolls off the tongue, but I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, but no, it totally does rock. And it kind of gets back to what you were saying about, you know, it's I was saying that the, it's weird that the abacus was used in you know up until the seventh or the what did i say the 17th the 17th century, century so 1600s but it's because numbers the numbers zero to nine were developed by two indian mathematicians that i'll get to and then um sort of further developed by two uh, middle eastern philosophers and mathematicians and because their works were translated into Latin, that's how all of this numeral numeric system got introduced to Europe. So it's not that it wasn't being developed in parallel. It just didn't get to Europe until, I don't know when, 1200 or something like that. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, okay. but let me talk a bit about that. I hope I can make sense of it. Um, so the Hindu Arabic numeral system is the system that we use today. And, uh, what I find kind of mind blowing is that there are only actually actually ten numbers in the whole entire universe, zero through nine. I was going to say yeah. zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I know, but <laughs> it's kind of cool when you think about that. It is like kind, we, yeah, it, yeah, 
Yeah. Nobody's ever like decided we need more than that, which is good. Yeah, exactly. We can just, this was the breakthrough of the Hindu Arabic numeral system, positional notation and the discovery of zero. So I, I really did actually find this super interesting. The discovery um, of zero. Isn't that kind of mind blowing? It's like somebody had to sit yeah. down and come. And I do know that this is a fact that somebody had oh, to. It is. Somebody, like it's a big thing that the it's like huge. zero is a thing. Yeah, exactly. And this was <laughs> this is what's so interesting because I I think a lot of uh, civilizations didn't think of zero, and apparently like the Greeks did, or they read about it or something. But they're like, but wait a second, we don't accept zero because how can nothing be something? Something. But it's so interesting because when you think of it in terms of positional positional notation, like a six by itself is six, but a right. six with a zero next to it is 60. So mm-hmm. it has to do with the position of the number. Like you can make any number under the sun using positional notation because right. a number takes on a completely different value depending on what position it's in. Correct. And, you know, it, it's, it's incredible. Uh, anyway, I just super found it super interesting. So this is when... Um, the decimal system apparently came into use as opposed to the hexadecimal, which I think it was like really going backwards. I think that the, you know, counting by sixties makes so much more sense than counting oh, by tens. It so does. It so does, but that's okay. We must evolve. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, you know, even just like, I read that some other civilizations, instead of using zero, like, it's not that they hadn't thought of zero, they just didn't really develop it. I don't they think they couldn't grasp space. it. Exactly. Well, yeah. like the Greeks said, how can nothing be something? But it's it. Something else interesting that I read is that a lot of civilizations sort of used the concept of zero, but they would use a space. But that would get confusing when you had like six hundred three. Anyway, like six yeah. space three could be confused with sixty three. So just stick a zero in there and make sense. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So it was super cool. I know. Um, I actually really did find it interesting. So let me just flip over my page. So, um, all right. So I just wanted to say again, because I don't want anybody saying, you know, there were lots of systems out there. I know that positional notation and zero were thought of and developed independently by um, the Indian and uh, Middle Eastern mathematicians that I told you about. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit more about and the Chinese and Mayans. Um, but I guess that, as I said, what happened is that this is the one the, the one that was developed by the, the Hindu mathematicians and the uh, Middle Eastern mathematicians is the one that actually ended up getting translated into Latin. And that's why it got sort of deployed into Europe. And then we all know that Europe, you know, Europeans were huge colonizers, so they spread it to the rest of the world. And that's kind of how it happened. Mm-hmm. So very briefly, uh, Brahma Gupta was the first to give rules uh, for using the number zero. He was an Indian mathematician and astronomer. Oh my God. The stuff that they were talking about astronomy was mind blowing. I was oh. like, please don't <laughs> make me say cry. Numbing. <laughs> oh, well that too. For me, it's the same thing. <laughs> so he lived in the seventh to the sixth, uh, sorry, the sixth to the seventh, uh, century. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's the one who kind of really got this whole zero and positional notation going. And then Aryabhata, Uh, what came shortly after him between the 6th and the 5th century. He was also a mathematician and astronomer, and he made huge discoveries regarding equations and the motion of the earth and the solar system. And just like how, like I can barely tie my shoes. All right. These (laughs) people are sitting around establishing that, you know, the earth rotates on an axis. It's like, 
why? Why are we so different? What, like, I, you know. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I guess it's not having the need to learn that or to discover that. Uh, I, you know I what I'm saying? Like, it's been, I don't know, just it, so much has evolved in time that people don't. I know. And you also I have just, to assume not everybody was like that. Only the one you hear about. You know, it's not like everybody sat around going, hey, what's making the earth spin? I'd like three guys who thought of the fact that the earth might be spinning, you know? Yeah, I guess. You're right. And you forget how many people, you know, are on the planet and how many actually, you know, came up with a theory. So true. And as we speak, as we're doing our contribution to the universe, which is this (laughs) podcast, there are people like crunching out new theories and discovering new stuff, but we're just not them. But right. I think that what we're doing is probably a better use of human time. But anyway. Oh, I think so. It's, it's you know, it's very um, a subjective thing. So <laughs> those were the two Indian mathematicians who really sort of came up with this basis. And then Al-Khwarizmi, uh, my pronunciation is horrible. I'm very sorry about that. He was a Persian Muslim mathematician and astronomer. And uh, he lived between 780 and 850. He was born in Khwarizmi. Uh, which is now Kiva, um, which was uh, in greater Iran at the time, which is but is now considered Uzbekistan and Turkmenistan. So he essentially took, like, he gave credit to these two Indian mathematicians and sort of took their ideas and built on them. Um, mm-hmm. His book called The Compendious Book of Restoring and Balancing. <laughs> I, I think I ha- want me to go get my copy. Could you? Could you please? I mean, is it is it in um, Persian? Oh, it's in the basement. Uh, it's in the oh, basement with your right uh, gingerbread houses. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry, so, but I'll get it later and refer to it. Thank you. Well, I've really got you covered because I just, I've learned that book inside and out for this episode. So really, oh, we don't good. need it. It's my right. brain is our reference. God okay. help us. <laughs> So it was written in the ninth century. And as I said before, it was translated into Latin in about 1200, um, which is how it got introduced to Europe. Now, check this out. The, the name of the book that I just mentioned, one of the words was restoring. And that word in, um, I guess, Arabic is al-Jabbar. <gasps> you said it. I said it. So algebra got its name from the title of this book. Which is pretty low and behold. There you go. I did some research, didn't I? You did. Thank you. So, anyway, as we said, his name was Al Khwarizmi. And if you, this one's a bit of a stretch, but I can see how it would happen. People who pronounce it correctly um, (laughs) would probably see that it's where algorithm came from. Al Khwarizmi, Uh, algorithm. Isn't that cool? I see it. Yes. Although algorithms are not fun. But go on. Algorithms are not fun um, <laughs> because I've just I've always got these algorithms just like running through my brain. I'm like, stop! I need to rest. Uh, I'm thinking like my Twitter <laughs> or my Facebook algorithm that <laughs> oh. just seems horrendous. Like I don't know what know. they're doing over there, but the, the oh, algorithms are horrible right now. Sorry, I know. I and don't even get me started on cookies. I mean, cookies and <laughs> algorithms. Like honestly, what's the world coming to? God. Anyway, <clears throat> I do want to mention that these. Um, all of these creators were influenced by Babylonian, Hebrew, Indian, or sorry, and uh, Greek earlier works. So um, the second um, Middle Eastern person who helped Al-Kharizmi, is that right? 
yes, Karizmi, um, introduce uh, these concepts to uh, Europe was Al-Kindi. He was Arab Muslim. He existed between 801 and 873. He was called the father of Arab philosophy. Check this out. He was a Muslim philosopher, a polymath, which I meant to look up, but I, I didn't. I have to look up what that means exactly. I mean, I know it's a lot of math, but what does it mean? I was going to say, like sounds a, like a multiple math. <laughs> yeah, but it also says he was a mathematician. So anyway, he's a Muslim. He was a Muslim philosopher, a polymath, a mathematician, a physician in his spare time, and a music therapist. All right then. Now, I mean, to be fair, the physicians yes. were not the physicians of say today. They don't have. It didn't have as much to learn back then. You know, it was a long time ago. Uh, Chris, he was a philosopher. <laughs> A polymath, a mathematician, a physician, and a music therapist. And you're saying he's an underachiever? <laughs> Basically. <I'm totally> <laughs> God, what a waste of research. I mean, really, Some God. people, you know, they just don't strive to do anything these days. I know. I've been more productive today. But anyway, whatever. I'll just mention him. So he worked with Al Karizmi to uh, further develop these ideas and spread them to the world. So that is where we got our numbers and the way we count and all that stuff. So let's move on to some interesting facts because, hey, we've only been doing this for an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now things get interesting. So the truth is that I, I got really fascinated as you did by this whole zero thing mm -hmm. and like, what the hell? Like, what the hell? <laughs> Oh, I can hear motorcycle just it's even now, the motorcycle. It's one guy. It's one guy <laughs> that I am oh so amazed God. nobody has shot him yet. He likes Stop, to come Chris. I'm sorry, but it's a long <laughs> road. And so it's, it's a side road, but it's a long road. And so he zips up here and he zips down uh, and he zips up <gasps> and he zips down every time. Like it's just for joyriding. And I cannot believe because oh. I do know for a fact there's at least two police officers that live on the street and they have not done anything about this guy. Maybe it's them. No, no, it's no. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry about that. Let's talk about zero to get over this. Yes, please, let's. All right. So this, okay, my <laughs> mind was like fried, but <laughs> I, okay. One thing I was, I started thinking about zero and infinity and I was like, is infinity the opposite of zero? And it totally isn't, which I'm pretty sure I knew, but I needed to think about it, but we'll get to that. I can see you thinking, but it's totally, okay, listen. So. The, the opposite of a number on the number line, which I believe is, they're called integers. So you've mm -hmm. got a zero and then you've got all the positive numbers like one, two, three, four, you know, let's say to the right and then minus one, minus two, minus three, et cetera, to the left. So the definition of the opposite of a number is the number that when added to the other number yields zero. Zero. So, so positive and plus, negative. Exactly. One plus negative one is zero. Mm -hmm. So... According to this definition, the opposite of zero is zero. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Isn't I, my, the world shifted. Everything looks different now. <laughs> I think. But I'm it's not, cool. It's cool. It's, and yet on the other hand, I'm like, yeah. It it's just not true. Like, I feel like the, it's like the Greeks said, well, just, you know, it's, it's. Got yeah. nothing, nothing for it to stand on, but let's we'll go with it. The uh, yeah, exactly. The opposite zero is zero. Eh. Okay, Isn't if it? they say so. But there are I all understand. sorts of... Yeah, yeah I understand yeah, yeah. what they're saying. However... Yeah, I know. 
What is the okay. opposite of a number? Oh, you said the negative. Well, but you see, that's the thing. Math is so complicated. Like this is only, these are only integers. Like this is only, like this definition is only true when we're talking about integers, but there are so many depths and lengths and heights and widths of math that this is, you it's know, not applicable. It doesn't it's, mean anything. And really, what do we use it for? I know. You know, we don't, really. we, don't we don't need numbers to cook. Or well, to yeah, but it, uh, all the simple type. things. So I really need. I I still get to need. I don't know. I didn't use calculus today. I'll say this. I didn't use. You didn't. No, I've been using it all day. Wow, have you? Weird. <laughs> algebra. I didn't. I don't think I referred to my algebra book at all today. No. Not even geometry no. today. No. None of that. Well, you you had to get from your living room to <laughs> no. That's well. Geography. I have legs. I didn't need to measure to find out how far I was coming. Do you have a forearm? Did you have a male? Was your husband around to lend you his forearms? <laughs> no, I know. I, I was going to measure, but I need the forearm along with the width of his palm so I can know exactly. Exactly. And it needs to be ordained and kept in the temple. No. Cubic. <laughs> a cubit? Or cubic? Or cu- wait, I think it was cubics. Now you're making me go back. I'm getting, a <gasps> cubit. A cubit, which later turned into cubic feet or cubic oh cubic forearms <laughs> but right? you know when they, they measure in cubic meters or cubic feet cubic. i totally See? get it look at wow. you doing stuff i did look math at you go okay that's enough <laughs> you just you just chill and relax you've done enough okay so anyway but let's move along so i okay so the zero thing just blew my mind so i was like i'm moving on infinity is that which is boundless endless or larger than any other natural number. So infinity just goes on forever because you can always add another number to whatever number and there's just no stopping that. (laughs) Are you stretching to show me that the tips of your fingers when stretched out, while you're there, turn your, rotate your right foot (laughs) in a clockwise manner. Every time you say it, all I think about is Buzz Lightyear and to infinity and beyond. Oh, my, okay. Totally did not get that reference. Yeah. So he would just never get there because there is no end. It's boundless and endless. So the opposite of infinity, which mm-hmm. I probably might have known if I had thought about it, is infinit- infinitesimal. So just like infinity is like. Infinitesimal is the opposite? Yeah, because it's teeny tiny. Instead oh. of like infinity is like the biggest like thing ever, the biggest measure, the biggest count ever. Inf- infinitesimal is the teeniest, tiniest. <laughs> Maybe I never knew the definition of inf- infinitesimal. <laughs> I definitely didn't. So you're don't so, worry about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So once my mind was completely fried, yep, I decided to go for like lighter stuff. So here, Thanks. this okay. You, I'm sure you knew this, I'm but sure. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um. The numbers on the opposite sides of a die add up to seven. I didn't know that. Like the six. I didn't is a- know that. Oh, fun really? Fact. Oh, fun Yay. fact. Wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't check it because I don't Since have any one, dice three. around. Yeah, yeah. Each no matter right. what, huh? I don't know. So I, I guess it's the, the six and the one, and then the three and the four, and then the five and the two. Look at that oh, little how die fun. go. Oh, thank you. God, this is so this is when it got interesting for you. Like we're one hour and something. And you're like, oh, I like this episode. Okay, listen. Some of these fun uh-huh. facts are are like March 7 facts. The seventh, you know, they're dads, oh, but boy. no, I'm just kidding. Okay. No. So every odd number written in the English language contains the letter E. 
what are the chances? <laughs> well, there's something I needed One, to know. Three. <laughs> <laughs> one three yeah. five seven nine. yeah you, you know what you're right good job yeah I, but what thank about you the evens why don't the evens all have ease now they feel oh i just banged my thing two four that sucks they don't get any ease well <laughs> yeah but just two, the four, word six, even has only two eight. ease in I eight know. and ten but uh, well, true. and probably 20 billion other numbers, but but the word <laughs> even itself, the word even itself contains two E's. So it's just, it's like a catch-all. It's like that satchel of it just, play it's tokens. A, it's, it's a just, lie. It's a lie. That's yeah. what it is. It's, it's a, a lie. lie. It's a lie. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Okay. You can cut, oh God, this, Chris, this blew my mind. Okay. You can cut a cake into eight equal pieces using only three cuts. I literally drew, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. No, you just, <laughs> no, you're never going to get it. You're yeah. never going to get it. Never going to get it. Okay. Listen, this is where. I just <laughs> had a cake yesterday and now you're, you're talking about a round cake because. Excuse me. Get my <laughs> sorry, paper. I didn't mean to spit. No, this is That's where... That's like the eighth time she's spit into the microphone, people. Okay, I'm sorry. I need to get one of those thingies. Um, no, no, listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where you have to think out of the box or out of the cake. If you cut it with two cuts, you get four pieces. And then you cut it like it's height. <gasps> you cut it widthwise, right? Oh, Mind, I, you... right? Oh, I know. But then I know. somebody doesn't, you know, if it's a, it's double layers in this frosting in the middle, how's that going to work? Really? I know. I know. Someone gets it's all like, the frosting, a... somebody gets, yeah, no. Well, yeah, it's you like can. the, the okay, odds you getting, oh, you can, I know. But it's like the odds getting all the ease and the evens getting no ease. So you right. can't, it's, someone's got to lose in this world. That's right. So let's, oh God. Um, three people in a picture in Vietnam is considered bad luck because <laughs> the middle person might die. Well, of course. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're all going to die at some point. But yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was you. That was redundant. You already knew that. I did. I did. <laughs> and it makes complete and utter sense. And I don't even what. What's this Total- guy? Okay, three people. I know. Okay, but otherwise, I'm I mean, sorry. that's just everybody knows that. I was just picking at straws. I was trying to find something interesting. <laughs> okay, get this. <laughs> the word hundred comes from the old Norse term hundrath which means 120. <laughs> well, that would be 60 and 60 is 120. So of course that would be there what There you is. go. So, okay. So let's use this word hundredth, which means 120 and just round it down to a hundred. But uh, yeah, I can see how that would happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. 40 is the only number in the English language whose letters are in alphabetical order. Oh, well, that's important to know. It is, and I, I yeah, do is. remember a day. Yeah, yeah. I remember looking for that knowledge. I didn't have it. I'm sure there are listeners who are doing the same thing. They're like, you see, if I hadn't listened to that episode, I wouldn't have had that handy. Right. And the number one is the opposite. It's the only number in the English language wh- whose um, letters backwards. are in, yes, counter alphabetical, because I'm pretty sure that's Ooh. a word. Okay, I'm, get I, this. I, I'm like, oh, what a word. <laughs> <laughs> Infinitesimal. <laughs> Listen to this. You're going to like it. A jiffy. You know, I'll be back in a jiffy. Mm -hmm. Not peanut butter, Chris. Okay. 
listen. I know. It, Jif, oh, it's Jif. Peanut butter <gasps> is Jif. That's a popcorn effect. Yeah. Yes, we've done this in in yes. uh, and popcorn is Jiffy Pop. But please move right. Okay. Get your snacks I've, correct. Okay. Get, I'm actually getting really hungry. <laughs> get your snacks in order. <laughs> you leave my snacks out of this. <laughs> so a Jiffy is an actual unit of time. Can you believe that? Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's like we've been accurate like all these years. We didn't know we sounded stupid. Um, a jiffy is one one hundredth of a second. You never oh, know. I'm never you, that you, fast. <laughs> I b- believe me. I'm the opposite of that. So I thought that was cool. Listen to this. Now, this is a very, what I'm about to say is very scientifically proven. It's, uh, uh, what's it called? Like foolproof information. You ready? Uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. If you shuffle a deck of cards properly, mm-hmm. it is more than likely that the order that they are in will never before have been seen in the entire history of the universe. There's that <laughs> many combinations. <laughs> Apparently. But if you shuffle them, shuffle them properly, and the, there's a likelihood. But right. apart from that, it's straight facts. Solid, solid, solid evidence. <laughs> solid Thank you. Facts. I, think, I know. Why don't we just do an episode where we just shuffle cards the whole time and see how oh, many times. Be, yeah. It'll be fun for our before? listeners. So. Which, oh, yeah. Aristotle um, said that zero is not a number because you can't divide by it. Again, it's zero messing with our brains. My God. Get but over it. It's more zero, than a, just get over it. I know, but it's also like, is zero so, like really a number or is it like a placeholder? It's, it's zero is an insane concept. It is. But yet, it really is. Not. Because now, so now you're saying there's rules to be a number. <laughs> it's, it's very exclusive. It's like, it's mm-hmm. like a click. It's like, well, we're one to nine. I don't know where you're going because yeah. you're just, a, you're a, literally a big fat zero. Right. You, you right? don't belong with us. You keep yeah. trying. It, you, yeah, you know, you it was bullying. We don't want you, but we'll we use you when you. we need you. When when we need yeah. you, we can use you a little bit. And then we shove but you to the this. side again. Yeah, but then Zero says, you know what? I'm going to add myself to you and you're not even going to notice because you guys will not change. If you, right. if I add myself to you, you will still be you. Stick still that be you. in your pipe and, and smoke it numbers. will be something yeah. special when we're together. Exactly. But if I sit beside you, you'll be 90, you stupid nine. That's right. <laughs> People like, just shut up and finish. It's time for this episode to end. (laughs) So zero, this also blew my mind a little, is Mm -hmm. an even number. So if it's a number, it's an even number. Yeah. I know. I kind of got that One is an odd. Well, one is an odd. Zero comes first. So it would be zero, two, four, six, eight. I think I kind of knew that. I think that was, I think I wasn't not aware of it. I think I knew that. It kind of makes sense because the definition of an even number is a number that when is uh, when it's divided by the number two, it still results in a whole number. Right. So zero, you can't divide by zero, but you can divide into zero. So zero divided by two is zero, which is still a whole number. So it's an even number. But still, it's these are tricky things for my brain. Now, this is my last point. I'm sure you're devastated. I'm- <laughs> Now, you remember in my brilliant episode called the Chop Chop episode um, on the number 108. Yes. I just said that so people would go back and listen to it. I don't know if you got that. Um, (laughs) I said that number, the number nine is a magical number. Correct. And little did I know 
that. I think I did know this actually, but anything, anytime you multiply anything by nine, the result Mm -hmm. always adds up to nine, for instance. Yes, go ahead. No, no, go. Like nine times three, 27, two plus seven, nine. Nine times nine, 81, eight plus one, nine. It's crazy. Why? Why would that happen with the nine? I I don't know, know. but I know in multiplication with the kids, they would be like, I I didn't learn this trick in school, but they did. It was like uh, nine times two is eight is right 18 18 oh, oh, oh dear and then you yeah. minus one the next one is 27 and then yeah six and then 45. yeah five so you could just go by the yeah. final number yeah it, i know but it just seemed wanted... easier to me just to do yeah 90 just learn the... 45 45 you know <laughs> oh times tables were my oh my god i still don't know like wait a second eight times six is that 48 there are a couple in there that i still have trouble with I learned by the answers. I remember in third grade taking on the sheet. We didn't need to learn zero times one is zero. Zero. Yeah. One times one. Mm -hmm. We had to learn, um, say it was the nines tables. We had to, with our fingers, nine, eight, seven, 36, 45, 54, 63, 72, 81, 90. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's how we had to learn. So if you see me multiply, you'll see, I'll use my fingers too, because I'm counting that way. Oh my, that's cool. No, I really, I distinctly remember having like a times table and like every night, apart from all the other homework that I had to do, um, just like, I think, I think my dad actually was helping. Like, let's do the timetable or is it times table or timetable? I'm not sure. Um, table. Yeah. Well, they were brilliant. But anyway, the really good news is that I'm done. Oh, did I soon? I know. Yes, you did. (laughs) Very good. Excellent. Well, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I enjoyed it. I liked Actually, it. That took a lot of work. I think that would have been hard it. to, that would have been was. a lot of digging for that. Yeah. It was, but, and, and, and with this, you know, my thumb. And to hairy. battle an injury at the same time, you are a trooper. Thank but I you. think our listeners are quite the trooper too, because it is, yes. well, we're recording and it's now an hour and 28 minutes. I don't know once yeah. I chop it up, what's going to be, but it won't be much less than this. Oh so, boy. Yes. Thank you for all your hard work, darling. And thank you to our thank listeners. You. Um, I just want to give a quick second before we finish up to sit. Um, I didn't do a real shout out this week, but I did listen mm-hmm. to some episodes that were pretty good. So I just want to give a quick mention of them. Yeah, for sure. I think I mentioned them before hooked on movies. Well, they did cool. one on it's a wonderful life. Ah, right. So out of curiosity, I went back and listened to them for that. And you could listen to both our episodes and get yeah. all totally different oh, take on it. That. Different. Uh, different uh, knowledge, everything else. Yeah. So it was really neat. You could listen to both and not have the same information twice. Amazing. Good for them. Awesome. Uh, there's another one. I just found these guys are called Buzz in the Tower. B-U-Z-Z-N. Um, mm-hmm. These guys do 80s movies. Oh, uh, I already love them. <laughs> yes. And they are really good. It brings you right back there. And the one I listened to, they did a whole thing on 16 Candles. Oh. <gasps> Oh my God. But they've, they, I think the one after that is cocktail. So you can pick and choose what Aww. you like for a movie and go listen to it. They're really good. Um, another cute one I ran across. They just, these are just super cute and fun to listen to is Live Laugh Larceny. Um, oh, they, yeah, I know, they, yeah, yeah. They're just sweet. They're, they're, they were fun to listen yeah. to. And a quick shout out to Film and Fermentation. They did a great yeah. episode on um, remembering Robin Williams. Oh, I've okay. I've listened to a couple of theirs and I absolutely love them, but I would that one sounds interesting actually. That one is a nice one to go back and listen to. So Oh, uh, oh I love Robin I do Williams. recommend those ones. 
Amazing. I did. I listened to our friends giggle mugs. And oh, they were, I like giggle mugs. They're fine. I know. You recommended them to me and rightly so because I absolutely love them because they're, well, they kind of, this sounds vain, I guess, but they kind of remind me of us, you know? I, just I, like, I, it's like yeah, the the, the brotherhood. <laughs> they, they, yeah. really, they have an episode very similar to ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A format, the, let's say. Yeah. Yes. And what's the funnier part of it? Oh, that they are also located in two different areas of the world, kind of like mm-hmm. us. You and I are all over mm-hmm. the place. And um, they are funny. I was um, laughing but- just with the title of what the episode that I listened to. And I was like, okay, this, like, if this is funny, <laughs> then the whole thing's going to be funny. It really was. They were fantastic. No, they were fantastic. So it's, and- it's very cool that they're like us being geographically separated and that they kind of have the same format, just, you know, yep. digging up all this super interesting information and having a few laughs. So I guess yeah. on that note, we can close out our episode. I think we not only could, I think we should. So as yeah. always, please hop on over to Today We Laughed and Learned on Facebook and Instagram, and please follow us over there. We need some follows. Also join us on Twitter at Today We Laughed. Um, feel free to drop us a line at todaywelaughed at gmail.com. And please, whatever you're listening to, whichever platform, please subscribe, rate, and listen. Yeah. Uh, so Deb, today we can definitely say that we laughed. And learned all about the origins and interesting facts about numbers. Woo! Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.